Corporate to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Hey there, you are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm. I'm speaking with Dr. Connor Curley. He is the founder of Phytofix Nutritionals, an exciting new brand which has only launched in the last six months, but has achieved accolades, global awards. Their media presence has gone from strength to strength. And I can't wait to hear about the future of Phytofix Nutritionals. Hey there, Connor. How are you? Hi, Linda. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. No problem at all. Um, can you tell me a little bit about Dr. Connor Curley and Phytofix? Yeah, yeah. Where to begin? Um, <laughs> I guess to go, to go right back to the start, um, you know, I was always interested in sport. And to me, kind of nutrition and health was to, to help me fuel up and play sports. Um, and then when I was 15, I got quite ill um, to the point where I had to learn how to walk again, how to talk yeah. again. Um, how to tie my shoelaces again and so on and um, to fast forward eight months then I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and this really um, shifted my focus from wanting to be an athlete to simply getting healthy um, and then I, I eventually did become healthy and, and went on to study human nutrition and dietetics at Trinity College um, and then I guess my passion became to help others get healthy so I did my doctorate with the School of Medicine at UCD um, I won lots of awards for my, my research on blood pressure and vitamin D and, you know, traveled the world, given presentations and so on. Ended up working in Washington, D.C. Um, and then Australia. And then I, I thought really um, I wanted to use my own research and expertise to, to help as many people as I could. Um, and I thought the best way to do that was set up a company. Um, so I came back to Ireland um, from Australia instead of going back to my job in America. Um, with the sole purpose of setting up a company. But the the, the problem was I had no money. <laughs> worse, I had no idea where to start. I had no business background. I had no commercial background. So I took a job, uh, lecturing in the course I graduated from. and every In, in, Trin- in Trinity? Uh, in Technological University Dublin, um, in conjunction with Trinity. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, so I was lecturing full time um, while I moved back to Dundalk um, and commuting. And then I also bought a property, my first property. So it was a bit of a hectic time. Good for you. I decided to start a business in the middle of that. So um, I spent all of my evenings and weekends, uh, aside from commuting, um, working on entrepreneurial courses. And then eventually at the very end of 2018, I left that job. I thought uh, I didn't have to, I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to start a business on a, a full-time job. So I left that job um, to start Fidefix. And of wow. course- as you know, fight means plant. So all of our products at Fight Effects are plant-based. Wow. So would you say then that like if you were talking about, we've you've briefly spoke there about life before Fight Effects, um, that Fight Effects, it might not be, might have not have been the whole Fight Effects that we know now, but that concept was growth from your experience back when you were 15, nearly. It was like it was always nearly going to happen. Yeah, so as I say, when I was first diagnosed, I, I became interested in nutrition because, yeah. of, my health, because of health reasons. Um, but I guess, you know, if we look around the world, um, a lot of people have healthy intentions. 
um, with their lifestyle, including their nutrition. But it is the world, the environment is against us, unfortunately. Right. Um, you know, when you can go into your local shop and you can buy a Mars bar cheaper than an apple, you know, that's that's part of the problem. Um, you know, it's very easy to buy cheap, unhealthy, delicious fast foods. Whereas to, to you know, be a full-time worker, full-time mother, full-time father, etc., and live a really healthy lifestyle is extremely difficult. So what we do at Phytofix is we, com- com- we create and formulate really convenient nutrition products based on my own research and expertise, which are targeted towards specific areas. So as you know, our first product is targeted towards immunity and energy levels. Yeah. It will make a difference to someone if they have a good diet or if they don't have such a good diet or if they don't have such a good lifestyle, it will make a difference to, to any, any of the above. Um, and we're working on additional products as well for specific areas like blood pressure, like inflammation, um, like joint health, like gut health. What is the best and worst thing you think about owning your own business? <laughs> How long have you got? Um, I mean, I would say the worst thing is, you know, it's it's quite lonely um, and, you know, everything falls back on me. So, you know, thankfully some things have gone well and, you know, that's great. But some things haven't gone so well and the book stops at me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a one man band, as you as you mentioned, but not by choice. Um, it's just it's so difficult in the in the middle of these pandemic times to, yeah. to meet somebody and have a coffee with them, never mind to bring them into the business. Um, also, I'm here at my home office, like like so many people. Um, this is where the magic happens. And it's, it's very difficult to invite somebody in, you know, a relative stranger to, to work in this environment. And, um, you know, that may not be comfortable for me or for them. Um, in terms of the best thing, I would say, uh, you know, it's that there's definitely learnings. Every day is a new day. Every day is a school day. Um, and there's huge flexibility. So, you know, I'm looking out my window. It's not too sunny today, but if it was, you know, I would take maybe an hour off and, and go for a walk and, yeah. and maybe have a little bit of sunbathing where that might be not so possible if I was in a big office job or whatever. So the flexibility absolutely um, is great. And how do you, um, I actually hadn't got this plan to ask, but I was, I was wondering, you were talking about the last year and talking about how, um this your your um, ms affects you as a, a teenager how do you cope mentally with it like what how, how do you figure it all out you know yeah so i mean my solution was to go to university and study nutrition and dietetics okay um, and i'm not going to say that nutrition and dietetics is nutrition is the be all and end all when it comes to ms but um i think it, it is a big part of the puzzle and i think lifestyle is a big part of the puzzle and also an underappreciated part of part of the puzzle um, and that's probably true of most um, kind of chronic diseases. Um, but in terms of how I cope, I guess I've always been uh, a little bit hard headed. And um, even before my MS, um, maybe, uh, you know, my parents would say it wasn't always a good thing. Um, <laughs> but absolutely, I've always been, um, you know, determined in anything that I'm doing, um, that I'm, I'm, you know, that I, I, I can do whatever I, I need to do. Um, and I guess that certainly stands to me. Um, I guess, you know, MS is a, a kind of a tricky one, but you know, it really hammers home the importance of lifestyle that, you know, although I am a, a sole a soul founder of a small business, um, you know, I do make sure that I still eat healthy, that I make sure and get my exercise every day, that I sleep well every day and so on. And I think those things are really, really important and they really stand to, to a person in terms of their health. Um, and that doesn't just go for it in terms of MS, but in terms of everything. And what about, um, is it about, balance for you or is there stuff that you just won't eat for your health is you know is there stuff that you kind of like no that does not agree with me it does not 
what what is um is there balance do you uh, do you have a treat <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know I, I know a lot of people uh come to see me professionally um and, and the, just that i know through my networks who are really rigid with their diet to the point where it stresses them out yeah i think that defeats the purpose um, so to answer your question, yes, I do have a treat. Um, <laughs> my diet's not absolutely 100% perfect all the time. But I think, again, that defeats the purpose. You know, I, I enjoy my, I love my food. Uh, my mom tells me my, my first word was more, more food. Um, so I've always had a big appetite and I, I really do enjoy my food um, and I enjoy trying new foods. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing off limits as such, but... I think uh, to stick with, with a, a fairly good, um, you know, dietary intake is important. Yeah. And again, important for most people. And what kind of uh, blew me away about the um, product, the the first product that you brought out, the um, immune product, was the amount of ingredients in it. How do you even start with a concept like that and go, you know, where are you going to source the ingredients? You know, how are you going to manufacture it? How, how do you even start that? Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So as you know, Linda, like sort of this time, maybe 12, 14 months ago, we actually were gearing up for research and development on yeah. so blood pressure and blood sugar. And they were all kind of heavy based on my own research and expertise, my own award-winning uh, research on those areas. And unfortunately, when COVID came to Ireland, those research studies were completely cancelled overnight. They just were not a possibility. And the, my clinical partners went into kind of panic mode, which is completely understandable, Absolutely, but it caused yeah. a, a huge headache for, for me. So, you know, it sounds crazy as well. This this sort of time, 14 months ago, nobody knew if, if COVID would still be around right now. And obviously it still is. Um, but I decided to pivot away from those metabolic areas of blood pressure and blood sugar towards immunity, not just because of COVID, but because every year, you know, colds and flus, other respiratory tract infections are major burdens, you know, all over the world. And then, of course, because of my own issues. So I have multiple sclerosis and allergic asthma to inflammatory immune disorders. So once I made the decision to pivot, it was kind of, OK, where are we going to start? And Thankfully, I have a lot of uh, expertise in, in this area because of my background, uh, both personally with MS and asthma, but also professionally as a, a doctor of nutrition. So <clears throat> I kind of knew what I wanted in there. And also I wanted to, it to be a little bit different from what's on the market. Um, so we all know you can buy any vitamin or, or supplement or whatever. I didn't want to just come out with another vitamin supplement. So what I did was I come out with a powdered product and um, a delicious berry flavored product, which can be added to any food or drink. And the whole purpose of it is that it's high in nutrients, which are key for immunity and energy levels. And the kind of key differentiator is that we use food grade ingredients. So, for example, we got our vitamin B12 from Irish mushroom. We got our vitamin C from elderberry, strawberry, Indian gooseberry and acerola cherry. We got our vitamin D from marine algae. We got our magnesium from the Irish sea. We got selenium and zinc. And then we've got organic Japanese matcha green tea. Um, which contains really uh, interesting nutrients, which are known to be important. For and and turn, turns your hand a funny colour. <laughs> it does indeed, yeah. So it's a organic matcha green tea is is a, a kind of a pungent green. So it's not like green tea you would buy in, uh, you know, in a, in a bag. It's, it's, it's a really pungent green. Um, it's actually a, a fabulous colour. But absolutely, when we work with it in, in, the, in, the, in the lab and then in the manufacturing facility, it gets absolutely everywhere and looking like the incredible hole. <laughs> and so like, I'm trying to get my head around the fact that 14 months ago, you're working on other products and then you decide 
that, okay, they're not going to happen. I'm going to do this. Did you approach like the food board? Did you approach the Leos? Where where did you, you know, to even get the funding or the capital or? Yeah, so right from the start, I've been working with my local enterprise office, which is Larry. Um, you know, we're, I'm from Dundalk, yeah. Dundalk Company. Um, and the, the local enterprise office have been fantastic in terms of funding, in terms of uh, supporting me, in terms of uh, providing mentorship and so on. Um, I guess when COVID happened, uh, you know, it was panic stations, you know, for us, but not just for fight effects, for everybody, you know, yeah. and everybody were a ride as such. So it was kind of, okay, let's, let's go, let's get this. So we applied for a feasibility grant with the local enterprise office and thankfully we got that. And that meant that we could spend um, a certain amount of money and um, the, the local enterprise office would reimburse us up to 50% of that, um, of those funds. So we did that and that was fantastic because that, you know, uh, allowed us to purchase, for example, raw materials, packaging, labeling, etc. build our website. And um, from there, you know, 50% of that money was reimbursed and that allowed us to, to reinvest that money into, you know, second production runs, etc. into you know, we're getting our website ready for launch, etc. Um, but, you know, it was all about speed. You know, if, if we yeah. didn't get to market um, at some point, we we're going to miss the boat, but also we we're just going to, the company would have died. You know, we couldn't keep, you know, forking out money forever. You know, I'm here sitting in the home office in our research lab. We've got about 20,000 euro worth of materials, wow. uh, raw materials for our blood pressure and blood sugar. And they're just going to uh, go to waste. They're going to be out of there pretty soon. And, that's pretty heartbreaking from a, a really small business point of view. Hundred percent, yeah. You know, it's a, lear- it's a learning curve as well, though, isn't it? It's all a learning curve. And um, what's the most expensive ingredient that goes into the the current product? <laughs> Good question. So it's probably uh, our matcha tea, actually. Okay. Um, so I mean, a lot of your listeners will be li- will be familiar with green tea, with tea in general, um, and potentially even with matcha green tea. But what we did was we sorted uh, the, the absolute highest quality we could find. Um, it's really interesting. It's grown in Japan um, and then it's shipped to us in a refrigerated container um, to help maintain its nutrition integrity. Um, mm. And it's the highest nutritional quality matcha tea we could find. So, for example, in one teaspoon of our powder, we have the equivalent flavonoids. Flavonoids are an important type of nutrient, which unlike vitamins aren't essential, but they are really beneficial. Um, so one teaspoon of our powder contains the same amount of flavonoids as 15,000 bananas. Um, one teaspoon? One teaspoon is the same as 15,000 bananas. Wait there, we'll just have to repeat that again. So one teaspoon of the flavonoids that's in the product is 15,000 bananas. So one teaspoon of our product, <laughs> Immune Fix. Oh, the, the, oh, so the, oh my goodness. Is 15,000 bananas worth of flavonoids. Um, and of course, we're not just flavonoids. We've got vitamin B12 and vitamin C and D, magnesium, C and zinc, and then antioxidants. So again, one teaspoon contains the same amount of antioxidants as five large carrots, um, which is quite a lot because we use 100% natural antioxidants. Oh, that is amazing. And so you're talking about going to Japan well, or, or um, getting product sourced from Japan. Who negotiates um, the contract? Do you do all that? I did all that, yeah. So I oversaw yeah. everything. As you know, I'm a one-man band. Yeah. But also, it's, for me, it's really important to, to have a relationship with these suppliers as well as to make sure that we're getting what we, what we ask for, what we pay for. And uh, what, but what about then the, the whole, 
I like I'm, I'm coming from my sales background and negotiations and everything like that. Did you talk to somebody about that? Did you get mentored in it? Was it just I'm going to throw the dice at this and see how it goes? Yeah. So as I mentioned, it was really about speed. So, I mean, in the be- in the best of times, you know, new product development can take many years. We went from, you know, clinical trial plans to new product concept, to new launch, new product launch in six months. In the middle of a in the middle of a, a pandemic, a global pandemic, which in fact slowed us down quite considerably. I keep saying us, but really it's me. <laughs> yeah. um, so I mean, it, you know, we could have done all the mentoring, and you know, we could have done all of this sort of stuff, and we'd still be talking about it. So I guess okay. in life, sometimes it's about action, um, and you know, sometimes you make mistakes, but um, it was all about speed. If we didn't get to market, we would have just been hemorrhaging money left, right, and center. And, uh, that's such an amazing thing to take on. I mean, that's and that's I suppose that's all about at, at the podcast. It's like taking that step and just taking that risk and, and, and going for it. And do you think that was just that was in you, you know, because I don't think you can teach somebody to do that. You know, you think it's <clears throat> it, is it innate in your personality to be a bit of a risk taker? <laughs> no. <laughs> so. So this is the thing, um, you know, as a scientist, with my science background, I'd be mm. quite conservative. Um, yeah. You know, you, you want to say something? Okay, prove it to me. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, having, having jumped into the commercial world, a small bit into the business world, you know, it's not about perfection. It's about getting things done. I love and that. And then working on, um, you know, it, its progress has to be constant. But, you know, if you aim for perfection, you're always going to be working on it, you know, until you until you end up, you know, in, in your you know in your 90s or something yeah. and that's just not not very conducible um, and I guess that's probably why a lot of scientists and, and physicians and so on struggle to, to enter the business world yeah I, that's good that's going to be your soundbite it's not about perfection it's about getting things done I love that that's a really yeah, good and, that's a really and, good lesson yeah and I would I would say even more than that it's not about perfection it's about progress so you, yeah. know, you get it out and then you work on it and you improve it all the time and you know, it's never going to be an end product or, you know, well, it is going to be an end product, but it's never going to be an end game, I should say. Yeah. Um, like right now we're working on packaging, we're working on a new label, we're working on a new website and then new product development. So we have a lot of exciting things happening. So, you know, keep an eye on us. Oh, absolutely. We haven't launched anything new because our packaging is is holding us back. So once we switch our packaging, then really we, we will be innovating like crazy. And there's a lot going on in our R&D labs and in our kitchens um, which we can't just reveal just yet, but um, absolutely, you know, I would not be a, a general risk taker, but I would be a realist and say, look, you know, life is about risks. You know, you want to cross the road, there is a chance you're going to get yeah. hit by a truck, but are you going to stay on the same side of the road forever? Just walk yeah. around the block and um, everything, there's a risk in everything. And um, I don't know if you can see on, on the office wall behind me here. Oh, yeah. A little uh, sign that says, take the risk or lose the chance. I like that. And I think it's so, so true, you know, and people who are overly conservative, who don't take that risk, often will lose the chance. And I love it. I love it. Um, so what is the toughest thing you experienced in the last year? And what is the best thing that you experienced in the last year? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, look, can I can I have multiple answers? <laughs> yes. So, so I've had a really rough year personally. So, you know, pivoting, you know, COVID really was, was very difficult because, you know, you might remember this time last year, Ireland had a, a bit of a heat wave, uh, if you can call it that. Um, I but I spent all of my time, um, you know, indoors working on, on the, the pivot 
Um, and I was up all night. Am I doing the right thing? Is this going to really make me look silly? Am I doing? It was such a, a, a difficult time. We got to market, and that was great. Um, and then you know I went home for Christmas to see my parents, um, and uh, of course I forgot my immune fix. I didn't bring any for myself, but my parents had their jars, and my sisters had their jars, and they were using it every day. But I thought it was only for a week or so I'd be fine. Then lo and behold, on the 28th of December, I completely lost my taste. Um, <gasps> And then ended up with a positive PCR test. Oh, my goodness. And uh, nobody else in the house got it. My sisters didn't get it. My parents didn't get it. Um, so the, the great slagging at the time was that that was because I wasn't using my own product. But <laughs> anyway, it meant that, you know, chilling out over Christmas became two weeks of quarantine, you know, away from the office. And this, again, held us back. So life goes on and, you know, we got back to it and, and that was fine. You know, and thankfully, I didn't have any uh, effects from COVID except uh, I lost my taste and smell. Is, isn't that bizarre? <clears throat> it's COVID is just such a bizarre thing. There's there's just no rhyme or reason to it sometimes, and I think that's probably what's the most scary thing about it. Um, only if I lost my sense of taste and smell, I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have noticed. Um, but anyway, back to the office, and then I developed a small sty on my right eye, the side of my right eye. So it wasn't very, uh, it wasn't painful or anything or, or sore or inflamed or anything, but it just wasn't very uh, attractive, let's say, from all my uh, my Instagram videos. <laughs> so I went to get it removed and this required local anesthetic. Okay. And the day I left that, uh, that surgery, um, I, I got a pain in my neck. So I had a patch in my eye and a pain in my neck. Um, and the pain in my neck just got worse and worse over time. And then a few days later, I had a, a large cyst on the back of my neck, which became infected and, and inflamed. It became roughly the size of my fist. It was absolutely huge. Wow. Red raw. It's the sorest thing I've ever felt in my life. Wearing a shirt, walking, turning my head, everything was agony. So lo and behold, I, I don't know how many times I had to visit AME. I don't know how many times I fainted and how many painkillers I was on. Seven courses of antibiotics. Eventually, it's gone down, but I do need to have neck surgery. And all of this in the middle of, you know, running a company uh, as a one-man band was extremely, extremely difficult and, and draining, I guess. Um, but thankfully, things things ticked over. And then in terms of some of the good things, so let's finish on a positive note. Yes. Um, so we only launched our website on November uh, 11th. Um, and then in December, um, we won Irish Quality Food and Drink Awards, which was phenomenal. You know, we were four weeks old and we won the Irish Quality Food and Drink Awards, that's, a national award. That's amazing. A fairly prestigious award. And, you know, others in our category included companies like Little and Little Fight Effects won. Wow. So back to the pump and, you know, sales started coming in. We've now exported to 22 countries as far as Vietnam, Singapore, um, wow. Slovenia, America, Canada, Australia, and um, all from our offices at, at DKIT. Um, and then in March, we won the World Food Innovation Awards, which was absolutely phenomenal. We were just under six months old, um, and we won the World Food Innovation Awards. Who who were you up against there? <clears throat> so uh, up against, um, I think there was 176 entries from 22 what? countries. Um, so as the, the local paper in Dundalk wrote, um, we company from we county wins World Award. And, you know, it was absolutely phenomenal to win that award. Um and it just so shows the kind of strength of, of our product and our innovations. So, uh, you know, this is a phenomenal going forward because, as you know, this is a pivot. It was kind of a panic product, yeah. um, but still based on my own research and expertise. But going forward, you know, um, the likes of our blood pressure product, I think is really, really exciting. And 
Um, you know, we're a bit of a blood pressure geek. There's about 1.4 billion people on the planet with high blood pressure. Um, you know, here in Ireland, there's roughly 10% of adults. So, you know, you have 10 adults in a room. Statistically, one of those will have high blood pressure and probably more. Um, so it's an absolutely huge problem yeah. over the world. Work so hard on everything. The brand, the product, you've got the new products in the pipeline. What happens when you expand? Because I'm not saying if you expand, it is when you expand. Are you capacity ready? Yeah, so as I said, the first thing we need to do is switch our packaging. Right now, our product is in a glass jar, which is fantastic because, um, you know, glass is really premium. It looks lovely. I know you've seen it yourself, Linda. It's fab. I have um, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's recyclable. But yeah. the problem with glass is it's really expensive to buy. It's really expensive to ship because it's so heavy. It's really difficult to work with in the factory. And there's breakages because it's glass. Um, so all of these steps uh, come you know, combined to make glass a major problem. So right now we're working really hard to, to get out of glass. And once we get into a new package, we'll be able to um, get ready to scale up our initial product as well as additional products. So as I said, the products we're working on kind of short term, products for inflammation, products for gut health. Uh, we're even looking at a product for stress. Amazing. And then, you know, kind of in the medium term, we look at our blood pressure research, our blood sugar research, and also brain health. Um, we have a really interesting product uh, which we've designed which will deliver nutrients directly into the brain and spinal cord and um, you know very very briefly if you eat an apple those nutrients will be absorbed and they'll go all around your body um, and yeah. your bloodstream but they won't enter the brain the vast majority of them won't enter the brain because there's okay. a barrier called the blood brain barrier and this stops nutrients from getting into the brain uh, it stops things getting in, but it also stops things getting out. We don't want your brain leaking out. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, the brain, um, you know, uses a huge amount of oxygen and has a lot of fat. So, you know, if you imagine if you leave vegetable oil and it's sitting on the table in a, in a, in a bowl overnight, it starts to go rancid. So yeah. within the brain, we have no nutrient protection. We have a huge amount of oxygen consumption and we have a huge amount of fat. And all of, over time, this can actually cause um, damage to the brain, to everybody's brain. But this is more pronounced in somebody uh, with a brain disease like MS um, and, and others as well, uh, like dementia, Parkinson's and so on. So it's a really, really exciting area. Wow. But it's a really complicated area. Yeah, yeah. So where does um, the work, e work ethic stem from? <laughs> I mean, look, my, my entire family, you know, work hard. I work hard all the time. And I think, uh, you know, it's not about working hard. You know, anybody can work hard, right? Um, it's about working it's about being smart about how yeah. you work and working hard it's not about one or the other it's about both and um, so you know I, I try to work hard but i try to work smart as well mm -hmm. so i'm not just you know sitting on a computer all day i'm getting things done uh what do i need what's the priorities today or this week or this month and they're the ones where my energy uh, has to focus especially when you know i have uh, have to have procedures on my eye or um take time off with my neck etc yeah. etc you know time prioritization is, is really important so that actually leads on nicely to um you talked about maybe a stress product and you talked about um the, that you had to take time off for your eye or your neck do you switch off um outside of that do you ever switch off <clears throat> yeah well i mean <laughs> i'm probably being forced to <laughs> i'm probably thinking about the business more than i would like um but I guess that's a little bit uh, a little bit uncontrollable uh, to an yeah. extent. Um, in terms of switching off, yeah, I mean, every opportunity I get, especially when the weather's good, 
because I think uh, sunshine is is almost a, a medicine uh, when it's not abused. Um, so absolutely, you know, every day, as I say, I make sure to do exercise of some capacity, um, whether that's playing five-a-side football or going to the gym when it's open or just in my own sort of activities or a walk, whatever it is. Um, I find that really good for uh, headspace. Um, I wouldn't be so good at meditating or mindfulness, even though I do uh, appreciate the importance of those. Um, it's just not not something I'm very good at. As I say, I think sleep is really, really important. Um, you know, and again, for everybody, and something which we neglect, and something which is very difficult as we're you know we're, we're watching Netflix half the night, yeah. or maybe on our our tablets or iPhones half the night, half the night as well. Um, so things like that, but absolutely, it's really important to, to try and uh, have, as you mentioned earlier on, a balance. And would you would you put the phone away ever? I, again, I'm probably on my phone more than I would like, um, but I use it not only for emails, but also for text and WhatsApp and also for social media. Um, I'm probably not a, as good on social media platforms as I would like to be. Uh, maybe you can give me some lessons in there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. Things like emails, texts, uh, calls and, uh, and WhatsApps are, are kind of constant. Um, so I probably need to learn to step away from the phone a little bit more. And so what's, is there a decision that you've made um, in, say, the six months since the business was launched that has made life easier for you? A decision I've made? <laughs> um, God, I'm not sure. I guess... Um, you know, initially, um, launching the business was about, uh, was a reaction. You know, COVID happened. We had to react. We had to do something. We had to get the market. We had to sell something. Um, in the, I suppose, since maybe March, winning the, the World Food Innovation Award, it has been a little bit more about kind of long, medium-term to long, longer-term strategy um, to the point where we haven't been uh, focusing on our current product. It's more about, you know, the vision. It's more mm-hmm. about the, um, the, the longer-term strategy. And as I said, the plan, ultimate plan for Fitafix is to have multiple products uh, yeah. available in multiple uh, formats, including powders as we have, but potentially also um, ready to eat or ready to drink formats and potentially pa- uh, capsules as well. Um, targeting multiple areas from blood pressure and blood sugar and brain health to inflammation, gut health, immunity, energy levels and so on. Um, and to be available all throughout Europe um, and the USA is our big goal, but uh Talk is cheap, but uh, the, the, the the wheels have started spinning already. So, um, as I say, we just need to get out of this packaging. And, um, you know, in the last sort of month, we've made uh, a lot of headway as well. Do you have any tips on how to be efficient for anybody listening? That is, I mean, because you, I, we say you're six months, but really in the product life cycle of things, you're well ahead of six months, I think, because of the pivot and because of the, the move. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it depends on the person and depends on the sector. So, you know, what are the priorities? What do you absolutely need to get done today and tomorrow and, and this week and next week and, and this month or whatever? Um, and it's about understanding that, that look, yes, there is that email, there is that social media post, but how, is, how important is that compared to, like, what is your absolute priority? Um, you know, I've heard it referred to as what is the one thing? Uh, what is the one thing you need to get done and um, I'd say as a small business owner, it's very difficult to focus on one thing, but maybe what is the four or five or 10 things that need to get done? Um, and look, there's, you know, I love, I'm, a, I'm a science geek. I love keeping up, up with the science, but to do that, that's a full-time job in itself. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could spend all my time doing that. I'd be quite happy doing that, but if nothing else would get done. Yeah. I'd know everything, but I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't have anything. <laughs> 
Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of, uh, I need to rail that in sometimes and say, okay, stop reading about science and, and new discoveries, <laughs> you know, get back to get back to the priorities. Um, so I think it's all about having a goal and working towards that goal. And if that goal is by the end of the day or by the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of the year or the end of the decade, um, you know, each individual needs to understand, okay, if you want to set up a company, what steps you need to do to, to get there. Um, and it's about prioritizing those. Yeah. So get, get, identify what needs to get done that day and just do it. So tell me something that not a lot of people know about you. But not a lot of people know about me. I've had plastic surgery. Um, I've what? had plastic surgery on my finger. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> my main sport uh, that I played was basketball. Uh, you know, a lot, which was oh. quite unusual in Ireland, especially at the time. Yeah. My guilty pleasure is rap music. I love rap music. Who's your uh, favourite? Oh, I don't know if I could pick one. I love uh, I love Wu Tang Clan. I love Public Enemy. Uh, a lot of the older stuff. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of uh, food and drink, I love uh, pale ale. I love uh, IPAs. Yeah, they'll, they'll be my guilty pleasure. Um, oh. And then I mentioned earlier on my first word was more. <laughs> yeah. So I can't live that one down. Also, I was the only fa- I was only male in, in university. So all of my classmates were female. Really? Yeah. That's so I learned a lot about females uh, <laughs> during, uh, you know, during lunchtime and so on. <laughs> so um at corporate cam we're about taking the risk to create your own happiness what advice would you give to somebody who's going to make that colossal career change whatever stage they're at what what would you say to them yeah so if somebody you know was really serious about starting their own business i would uh, advise them to talk to the local enterprise office as a first protocol and um, i would also advise them you know if they have kind of a, a secretive idea that you know they can't reveal to just try and talk to somebody in some capacity. If it's not secretive, definitely talk to somebody and talk to everybody and anybody. Um, it doesn't mean take you know feedback as gospel, but do listen to the feedback. Um, but it is really important. You know, I always remember I did a, a program called New Frontiers, which is one, run by Enterprise Ireland. And there was a guy, um, one of the mentors, and he told us about this new search engine, just like Google, which was quicker than Google. And I could say, I think Google searches like 30% of the internet and this new search engine can search like 70% of the internet. Wow. Um, and we were all looking at, oh my God, this is going to be absolutely humongous. Where can we buy shares? And the guy said, they flopped, they got nowhere. So imagine someone told, came to you with this amazing new technology and then said, well, actually we can sit, Google does it in 0.6 seconds. We can do it in 0.4 seconds. Does that matter? Google searches right. 10 billion pages and we search 30 billion pages. Does that matter? Probably not. So, you know, I thought, oh, maybe Google bought them and just disappeared. No, Google weren't even uh, threatened by them at all. Wow. It's phenomenal technology that had absolutely no real life applicability. Um, you know, another example from that day was um, paper thin uh, light bulbs. Um, again, this really phenomenal technology, but, you know, it, it wouldn't fit into the, the normal fittings in a house or whatever. So this technology, as far as I know, hasn't really gotten anywhere um, because there's very little uh, utility for it. Um, so you could have a phenomenal idea. And I think sometimes as a, as founders, as want-to-be founders, we, we, can have, we can be a little bit blinkered. I, yeah. This is a fantastic idea. This is going to do this. Um, and then nobody cares. And if you've spent you know, years of your life and all of your life savings getting to that point, that is really heartbreaking. And that's why before you... You, you go chasing it, you know, is there is there a, a market for it? Of course, there's always going to be an element of luck, 
Um, and sometimes, you know, your idea can be so revolutionary that people don't get it until it's available. And, you know, that that's really powerful. You know, we think of the likes of Uber, you know, the, the taxi app. Um, like, there was nothing like that until it launched. And, yeah. Um, obviously, it's they're, they're doing okay. They're, 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 I think they're okay. I think they're okay. Every week we have um, a quick fire round on the podcast. So I have a couple of uh, either ors for you. So I want you to see what you think. Yeah. Um, so the first up, vitamin C or vitamin D? <laughs> well, <laughs> as, as, a, as a research scientist, I have to tell, oh, I have to be uh, geeky about this, but all <laughs> vitamins are completely essential. Um, what I would say is vitamin D because it's so difficult to get from diet. So we, we know we can get a huge amount of vitamin C from diet, but vitamin D, really, really difficult. So, yeah. Phytofix in a smoothie or Phytofix in your porridge? Oh, I would go summer for smoothie and winter for porridge. Uh, look at that salesman coming out. Look at that. Uh, a nutritionist or a dietitian? Oh, definitely a dietitian. Um, soccer or rugby? Rugby. Protein or carbs? <laughs> these these are really unfair questions for me. I know. Um, I would probably be, be carbs, but remember, it's really difficult to get one without the other. Uh, no taste or no smell? I would rather have my taste, so I don't know which way you're asking the question. I would rather keep having it. <laughs> the town or Dundalk? The town. <laughs> Up the town. Leinster Rugby or Dundalk FC? Oh, that's a tough one. I would probably go for Leinster. Oh, controversial, controversial. controversial. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Um, thanks a million for having me. Um, you know, As you know, Linda, it's been a whirlwind year for both of us, for everybody, really. Um, if anybody is interested in finding out more or contacting me, um, our website is phytofix.ie. And remember, it's fight, meaning plant in scientific language. So that's P-H-Y-T-A-P-H-I-X. Um, our website is phytofix.ie. And you can find us on all social media platforms. And finally, my, uh, our phone number is 083-145-8796. That's 083-145-8796. And watch out for us in the future. So we're a world-winning uh, nutrition company and we're just getting started. Connor, that's deadly so it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me, Linda. Thank you for listening to the Corporate to Camp podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review or simply come back and listen to us next time. I'm Linda Monaghan, motivating you to make that leap from corporate to calm.